0: What is up, everybody? My name is James D. fiori and this is Blackballed. It has been a Plymouth Brethren marathon here on Blackballed this week. Uh, we started off with a international exclusive. It's so funny to saying that because we're still trying to introduce people to who this group is, but a international exclusive where we heard the voice of. Plymouth Brethren Christian Church, a.k.a. the Plymouth Brethren Crazy Cult leader, Bruce Hales, tried to, um, let's just say, shake the ankles of his localities so that money would fall out of the pockets to the tune of a half billion dollars. What was amazing is that we, and, and this is something I'm sort of learning as I go. I don't, I don't, like, my appreciation for this is certainly not as strong as the ex-members, but apparently hearing this man's voice is just like, I, I can't, I can't believe we just heard Bruce's voice. That's, that's crazy. Because apparently it's really rare for people outside uh, the localities. And even the people within it, I think, are, it's not like a regular occurrence, but I could be wrong And then we um, followed the story that was broke by the CBC, where the Human Rights Museum in Winnipeg uh, had granted the censorship request of a couple of brethren schools, uh, from, what is it? The one, one school global, I believe it's called. And uh, that was an interesting story that, that uh, just, just enough dander to make you itch and want to scratch some more, but not really all that surprising given who we're talking. About. Today we have, um, a gentleman who, if, I was going to be, if I woke up tomorrow as a member of the Plymouth Brethren Christian Church and I woke up in some locality that I would soon set fire to, mind you, I would probably be similar to this man, according to um, Richard and Cheryl, because I asked the question the other day, why don't we just ask Bruce why he's not giving any of his money? And they'd be like, well, because then you'd be ostracized for the rest of your life. And I didn't know that. And so we have an example of that tonight from what I understand. And his name is Peter Hart. And joining us as well is Cheryl Hope. Peter, Cheryl, how are you guys?
2: Good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah.
0: Peter, it's very lovely to meet you. I have heard a lot about you. Um, I don't know where to begin. Uh, can you can you tell me, first of all, where you're hailing from and, and where you were when you were uh, with the Brethren and, and sort of where you were born and how all that worked
2: out? Yeah, so i'm from uh, wellington new zealand i've been here all my all my life um i, I was a happy member until uh, bruce appeared on the scene um <laughs> I, I sort of saw through him right from the beginning really he he was um quite different to the others and i, I saw, sort of saw him as a selfish sort of person really he talked about himself a lot um it is very unempathetic. Um, he sort of couldn't see past the end of his nose. Um, and he, he wasn't well taught in the scriptures. Um, he, he very obviously loved money because he also talked, if he wasn't talking about himself, he was talking about money. <laughs> um, and, yeah, he he, uh, he he brought back what what all the of Bregendale's assistant days, which was what his father and his uncle were doing it in the sixties he bought back back that on steroids. Um what, what was happening
0: in the sixties with his dad?
2: Oh his dad and his uncle were were encouraging the brethren to make lots of money and also um do lots of bible study basically um overachieve you know sort of be, be high achievers mm-hmm. um yeah and, and I, that, I, I've always extended yeah, to the bad. housewives yeah mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say I've always been curious if there was some sort of mathematics between the relationship of heavy religious, you know, um, orthodoxy, whatever you know the those those dra- those rules that I find draconian, like you can't break bread with other people because they have cooties or whatever the fuck, and then uh, you know just the excommunication and and all that. It, it was the, was that the, that religious. Uh, you know, strident kind of like uh, protocols was was that seen as something that helped a system make money?
2: Well, I guess so. I mean, they they were so limited in what they could do. You weren't allowed. I'm not sure about the '60s. I think in the '60s too, you weren't allowed to go away on holidays, and basically, you weren't allowed to have fun. So, so yeah, you, but you weren't allowed to make money. So I guess that was sort of the most fun you could have. So, yeah, it was it caught on pretty quick. And it's the same today. The most fun you can have is make money and spend it.
0: Because it's so mafia. Like, it's set up kind of like a mafia. I'm not really talking about the international UBTs. But I, I refer to, uh, I think it's Brad Mitchell, as, uh, as like a capo, right? Like, he's the guy in Canada who kind of is like the top brethren guy in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and I call him like He's like a captain of a mafia crew So he, he, he's like the top of the pyramid In this country But he still has a boss And the big boss is Tony Soprano A.K.A. Bruce Hales Who um, up until a few years ago Literally got paid an envelope stuffed full of cash Which is exactly how Tony Soprano gets paid Like it, it, it was set up um, and, and, and so it, You've had like um, You've been in the same room as this person You say he talks about money and himself does he seem godly at all behind the curtain, or is he is is it just completely one hundred percent a grift
2: for him? Oh no, no, he appears godly, and uh, I think um, you know, of a type. Um, I, I guess um, yeah, it, and he also talks about con men bit. yeah you know, he, he uh, probably several times a year he referred to, to con men. Well, he, he's the biggest con man of all. Um, yeah. He knows yeah. it though. He, yeah, he yeah, must
0: yeah. there's no way he he pinches planks before he goes to bed at night and doesn't realize that he's a scam artist. It's it's impossible.
2: Yeah, so yeah. it's quite interesting how he talks about con men because he's got the all his listeners thinking, oh you know, we wouldn't want to be caught caught by a con man, and they're not thinking for a second that he's a con man. Yeah. Then that that's a
0: psychological um, thing. That's like the serial killer helping with the search, you know? Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um okay so um if you don't mind me asking how old are you now and how old were you when you left and what were the circumstances sort of behind that specifically
2: how old do you think i am
0: i think you're 42 <laughs> okay i think you're 42 <laughs> years old
2: that's hilarious <laughs>
0: i have no idea man
2: i really don't. Uh, i'm 64. i was 52 when i left okay oh wow so it's
0: fresh you still have that new life smell right like it's like yeah the, yeah um, so can you tell me the so that was only a couple of years ago so so you said you were sort of a senior level when Bruce arrived Were you summarily demoted or how did that work out?
2: I wasn't senior level I was I was never important um okay but, but I was yeah I, I was quite quite happy um yeah I, I, I fully believed in the Christian I mean in the Brethren thing and I, I still I'm still a Christian um I haven't given that up but but I've definitely given up the whole idea of the brethren thing. Um yeah, one you thing they, the they taught. Sorry.
4: I said you got rid of the cult.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um yeah, one thing they they taught in that day and there was that you know the, the idea of the Paul of our day is that the Apostle Paul in the Bible was currently on earth and he's he's embodied in, in Bruce. Well I just didn't like that idea. I didn't think that was at Wait. all intelligent.
0: <laughs> one second. Um, who came, who came up with that idea?
2: um i think uh like jt jr came up with the idea that he was the one that that took over in 59 right and he's the one that had a had a fascination on a woman half his age in 1970
4: he's the, that's when yeah. aberdeen happened james that's right, right yeah okay split.
2: Yeah. Yeah. okay so, so, um,
0: but, but, so he, and so he's like an, uh, uh, in the same family tree as Paul. That's what that's what they're saying.
2: Well, he is the current day Paul. In fact, often they in their church meetings they'll say Paul said this and Paul said that. So, so it's not.
0: Uh, sorry. So, but just so I'm clear, it's not the lineage itself. It, no. It's just that he represents the same idea as Paul. Did. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so okay.
2: if if you say Paul <laughs> said this or Paul said that, you, you yeah. actually you mean AKA bruce said this saw sort of it i'm um, so happy
0: that it's not lineage cuz i'd be writing about that shit for like weeks <laughs> i would just wouldn't stop It was like how the fuck is this possible like you know isn't this enough to not do business with him he says he's the offspring of paul like you know i don't know um okay so sorry i, I keep i keep derailing because um we're we're going to watch a video soon um that i got just before uh we went on air and I was so happy that I, I did smoke a little joint and, and, and I just, I had to, because it's that funny. So it's going to be a little bit lighthearted despite the dark story that you're about to embark on Peter. But um, you know, I hope you still tell it with, uh, with as much passion as you would, if I wasn't giggling, Um, but I need to know. I, so, so go, take us up to speed. Then what were the circumstances that sort of uh, precipitated your departure?
2: Well, I was a bit of a black shape for like the last 10, 12 years or so um yeah we had a few incidences where i asked some pretty naughty questions and just about got kicked out um and then finally my wife said to me "Look, you've got to sort of sort your shit out um and talk to the elders um which i wasn't at all keen to do because i knew where that where that would end um and i was shut up um about five or six weeks later i was um kicked out because I was questioning Mr. Bruce, uh, Mr. Hales, and also I talked to a person who was no longer in the fellowship, and I wouldn't tell them who. Um, yeah, you know, I, I refused to tell them who it was because that particular person didn't want any more shit from the brethren. Um, yeah. So it was wow. pretty fast towards the end, and, and so, it was a one-way. So it's street. like insubordination in there. Uh... Sorry.
3: Sorry.
0: I said it was sort of like was, insubordination in their eyes, basically.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Yeah, but you, you also did it once during an actual meeting, like at an actual church meeting, you questioned something, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. They were saying that, that Jesus only goes to Breslin meetings. He, he doesn't turn up at any other church at all. <laughs> and, and and I said, no, you can't tell Jesus where to go. Um. And, yeah, and the, the whole media imploded and they just threw bricks at me for the rest of the church meeting. There's about 380 people there. And and I, I just, uh, yeah. Wow. I, I, I'm.
0: Peter's I mean, my
4: new hero. Uh,
0: yeah. Peter, I love you. You can come back anytime you want. Uh, seriously. Cause the, I, I, if I ever imagine myself in that role, like I said, I, 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 what would I do if, if Bruce Hales or anybody said that, Oh, jesus only comes here i, I would probably be like what well, uh, excuse me what <laughs> i just need, a, just need to ask you a question it is um the most narcissistic thing i can never think of uh for a religious person to do you know and uh, it's um good on you you know well, that,
2: that, that really pissed me off because i knew there's lots of good christians out there and, and they they believe that jesus goes to their church and I thought, well, oh, yeah, what a batch of of prayer people we are yeah, saying that Jesus only comes here. They what what really was wrong with. What
0: was wrong with the old idea that God is everywhere? You know, isn't that like yeah. the way that you – know, I'm not a religious person. I'm just saying that was more welcoming. You know, that seemed like a pretty just God. He's like, oh, he's every – little peeping Thomas, perhaps. But, you know, other than, yeah. other than that, like, you know, there was a sort of semblance of equality among people. Like, we all have mm-hmm. the same access mm-hmm. or not, right, to the – to God, whoever we think is God.
2: And yeah, uh, the, the the funny thing about that whole thing was that before I said it, I knew what I was talking about because the, the first three leaders of that church had said exactly what I said. Um and I had it in black and white. And so after the after that meeting, I, I had to come before the elders and um you know they they told me I said the wrong thing, I had to apologize. And I said, "But here it is. It's, it's in black and white." And they said, "Yeah, but Bruce isn't saying that currently. That's not what Bruce is saying." And so I, I had to apologise directly or through the through the. Oh, album. I had to. I had to apologise in that. you know, a, a couple of nights later in that church meeting, I had to apologise.
0: And was Bruce there? No, 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 he wasn't. There. Oh, okay.
2: No but he did come back to to one a few months later and he referred to something about dropping a bomb into a meeting or something. I wonder if he was talking about me <laughs> probably i'm certain he was <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you know um so i mean you are you're, you're again you're you're freshly out i, I as i'm i'm super curious um of and i've asked this for uh from i think dennis rag and and richard and, and a few others cheryl i don't think i really asked you this because the answer was obvious but um the question is do you recall the person that you were when you were engrossed side brethren culture and do you recognize that person now or is it the same guy who's grown i know like you know I, I, i'm trying to figure out the sort of contrast or is it just like i don't even recognize that person the way the, the way i was you know, like, what is your story, your backstory, and in, in, in how you've evolved in all this?
2: Sorry, are you asking Cheryl or me? No, and, I'm asking you, Peter. Oh, well, I had to change. I was a bit of a prick, you know, in the, the early days. <laughs> yeah, I was um, Yeah, I was quite religious earlier on, fully in support of the Brisbane movement. And, yeah, so I did need to change. Yeah. And, yeah, but I never got important. I, I never... Um, I don't think I ever hurt anyone. I wasn't that sort of person. I, I sort of like to protect the underdog. Yeah. But, um, yeah, which is why I probably got into a lot of trouble because I stood up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I did, did change. If um, that answers your question. Well, you spent half a century inside
0: if you were born in it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
0: that would be the only life you know. Like, it's like you know, the adjustment must have been massive. You're probably still in a lot of ways adjusting, no? Like, do you, do you you reflexively get a little bit of a jolt of anxiety when you see a woman's knee? You know, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, oh, right. It's fine.
2: (laughs) I'll say more than the woman's knee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you have. You look 42 after all.
2: Um, Cheryl,
0: how, you know, you got out when you were fairly young and thank God you did obviously. Um, but um, you, you're, you told me about Peter, and you, and, and you said, you know, that his, his backstory is really interesting because um, no one that you know has ever really, like, talked back to the yeah. sort of hierarchical structure inside the brethren Like, this is rare, which is hilarious because in society, it's the most common thing that we do, which is talk shit about our, you know, about our superiors, right? So it's, uh, it's interesting.
4: Yeah, I like to align myself with brave, courageous people that aren't afraid to call a spade a spade and bring things out like they are. And so, I mean, i had watched Peter comment on the Facebook page on Facebook and he always had this sharp wit about him. And so it was a no brainer. We did his podcast. It hasn't aired yet, but we did a podcast with him that was I, I really enjoyed. And so I knew I knew he needed to come on here and share this quick-witted humor he has about yeah. <laughs> how he how he went up against them and i mean i think it's it takes incredible incredible um bravery to to do something like that
0: yeah um what were your thoughts about peter about uh um the bruce hales uh, recording that we were able to acquire and 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 play uh, the significance of that um uh, you know as cheryl and richard have communicated is is pretty is is significant? Uh, sorry, the significance is significant. Like, like you know, it's it's just rare that, that you would hear his voice. How rare is it? And 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 what do you think they're saying over there at uh, the home base of the elders or whatever?
2: Well, as far as hearing his voice, goes, um, you know, once you get out, the the longer you're out, the more you think, how on earth do they believe all that bullshit? But then once you hear his voice, you think, yeah, I can understand that. He's got something. You know something about him that people just believe it and when you're in there and like i said before he's a con man he just sucks people in and he's, he's sort of persuasive you might not understand it but but i do no well i i um, didn't
0: at the time that i first heard it but when cheryl was talking the last uh, when we played it and she was saying like you know he, he knows how to butter their bread right? Like he, yeah. he knows yeah. how to, and I think, uh, and then I, so I listened to it. Like I've listened to it about 20 times, honestly. I, cause I, yeah. I, I'm just sort of like closing my eyes and just listening to this man talk. And the one thing that, that did strike me is that he has this very like casual matter of fact certainty behind his words where he's saying it like it's one plus one is two. Yeah. And and that is um, something I, I finally sort of clued in on 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 sort of his style of delivery. Maybe it was the accent that threw me. I don't know, but but it just it didn't feel uh, the same, you know, kind of persuasiveness that I associate with cult leaders. And now it does because um, I, I I you know I I like I said he has that uh, like the, the, the assuranceness behind his tone. Like he's just so you know. Um, mathematical in the way that he talks uh, and I, I can see how that can be compelling to people especially people who are sheltered their whole lives
2: yeah and people genuinely believe that if Jesus was on earth he would look like Bruce Hales yeah that they genuinely believe that um, That's I, mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> believe Jesus was ugly um, but people believe he would look like Bruce and, and he would sound like him hasty so and think-
0: bloated like I don't think so. Jesus walked around. No, and I don't either. You know, like
2: Um, oh, I remember an, an older woman saying to me once, we were talking about well, she was talking about John Hales, I wasn't ready. Um, she said, he's so handsome, isn't he? That it it's Bruce's father. And I said <laughs> I said, No, no, I don't think so. She was shocked, you know, because you don't you don't talk like that. Um People are just, disp- you know, they're just absolutely despotted by these people, these men. And, yeah, people really think that, that, like, people say, oh, the face of Bruce Howells is the face of Jesus. That's what they literally say. And, wow.
0: yeah. Like the shroud so, of Turin. <laughs> the, so it's his voice, too. They, they, yeah.
2: they really believe it's, it's Jesus' voice.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's crazy you know the fundamentalist christians in the united states that are all uh, like the evangelicals their version of jesus i just learned this um in the last couple of years when i watched the documentary series called the family i think it's called and it's, it's all about this structure of uh christian fundamentalism and the organizations that they run and how they they use that to push issues and everything and their version of jesus is like a navy seal <laughs> like a tough chiseled chin Heroic military guy, like that's that's what the yeah. Jesus that they peddle. So it's really funny how Jesus is all these incarnations, is depending on like who you're representing. Um, yeah. So, what kind of tactics, if any, and or or um, shenanigans did they try to pull on you after you you left? Like, what kind of?
2: Well, how was uh, their behavior I, towards you? I, I think I was followed because I I had. Like, I was told that we saw you having coffee, you know, here and there. Well, I actually had coffee with very few people because I knew very few people. And they were in very random places. Um, so I'm pretty sure I was followed. Um, yeah, and there was a weird guy turned up. So, so I, I went to church pretty soon because I, I, I knew Lindy. Um, I contacted her pretty quick and I went to a church pretty quick and this random chap just turned up because that the church she goes to has open doors and this random guy turned up and um people questioned him afterwards and he sort of took off pretty fast i we and we thought he was probably there to sort of identify me as going to a church because going to another church is a really bad sin um and one of the reasons they so i got shut up first and then i got withdrawn from And I found out later on that one of the reasons, one of the reasons they withdrew from me is because I had gone to another church, that's a really bad thing to do. Yeah, because Jesus wouldn't be there, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, the bloated, pasty white guy is not here right now.
3: Um, You
4: called them out on some stuff, though. Like, I know you had sent a screenshot. You called them out on a blatant lie that they had had put. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's about the court cases.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And you left you left a lot of family behind, though, too, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. My wife and five children. And since I left, I had another two grandchildren, which I, they didn't, they did tell me about one of them, but the, la- the latest grandchildren, I wasn't, the latest grandchild, I wasn't told <laughs> about that, and I don't know her name. Um, did they, the so they instance. broke
0: the rules and, and spoke to you uh, a couple times?
2: No, it's only, um, well, yeah, possibly, well, of course, when I shut up, they're allowed to communicate a bit. Um, Yeah, once you withdraw from, they're not allowed to. And, of course, if you're an opposer, it's absolutely no communication at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah i'm really sorry man like that 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 is the thing that has struck me the most often uh when speaking with ex-members uh people like dennis you know um and people like richard and yourself mm-hmm. now like the the just the amount of blood left behind and um there's no really good reason for it and that that to me is uh is one of those um it's one of those aspects that i am wondering if we could ever find a way in the legal system to create yeah. a criminal charge for
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know uh, i don't know how to do it i know that we western nations like ours peter and yours and you know the uk um they find a way to fin not just finagle but to basically weaponize the freedom of religion and freedom of expression mm-hmm. to protect them from how they you know, raise children and treat women and things like that. And I, I, you know, I'm really sorry that you had to uh, bear the brunt of it. I, I, have you ever, have either of you ever heard of, uh, I, th- I think someone was telling me, uh, it might've been, um, it might've been, uh, Cheryl, who's that uh, cult expert that I had on? That was the ex cult member of the woman. Dr.
4: Lalit. Yes,
1: yes, Dr. Lalit. Yes, yes.
0: And she was talking about how they, um, there, there is some sort of uh, uh, law regarding coercion.
4: Yeah, it's the coercion control law that is trying to be brought in. It was brought in in um, Peter. Uh, do you know about this? Is it New South? Oh, man. It was brought in somewhere, but it didn't cover groups. It just covered uh, um,
0: individual. families.
4: Yeah. Indiv- yeah, it didn't cover groups. And so I don't know of a coercion law that covers groups i've researched even with my therapist to try and find a way um because i asked my therapist like how do we do this like put me in touch with people on how i can start the process of yeah bringing in a coercion control that covers groups and she said my suggestion is to find somebody who's got it done already in another country and copy it but there's nobody that's got it
2: yeah yeah i have looked into it it has different religions have tried it like people who have been kicked out they have tried it and yeah one thing the brethren do of course very early on that they made it clear and they they made it clear in emails back and forward you know we had very few emails so they they hate emails because it's in writing but they made it clear to me that it's my family's decision not to talk to me it's got nothing to do with the brethren that they they tried to make that legally clear um and of course my poor family has got no choice because if they talk to me they'll get kicked out yeah, and then of course they'll lose contact. Yeah, then of course they lose contact with their extended family. Like my wife won't see her grandchildren and so so on and so forth. Um, they've got them by the balls, unfortunately. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. The thing is is Bruce, he has his doctrine set out in them very, very well. So he can go ahead and say that and they know not to 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 even challenge it, right? Or you end up in Peter yeah. Hart's position. And I mean, it's just like the article that came out today. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but this is article that came out today and um, really had just it was just a bunch of BS of how this whole locality was shut down and spread out. And oh, well, it was all for it was to do with the flood and it was to do with I mean, the whole article was a bunch of bullshit. You know that there was a, a political disagreement there that and Bruce would have guided that. I mean, I really yeah. wanted to get a hold of one of the the lads that were quoted on there, quoted in there, and have him come on and talk because he actually had gotten word from his mum that his mum was crying. She didn't want to go. So yeah. he was he
2: mean, go. this all? Yeah. Was
0: this all the real estate that was recently sold in in uh, Sydney? Is that what you're talking about?
2: Yeah, yeah. In Windsor, it's just out, it's outside of Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, big deal about the floods. That's what, that's, um, what insurance is for. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a political thing. And, and the, the, the president spokesman said, said that the members can, can go to whichever location they choose to go to, which is just hilarious because, because Bruce will be saying where most of them can go and you have to do what you're told of course. Yeah. And
4: and, yeah. I, I mean, it's just the same thing that happened with the whole museum of human rights, Right so they they go ahead and they say all these things until they're caught right yeah that's the the, just bruce is the biggest con man teaching everybody else how to be a con man and nobody realizes that this is a whole complete con men of group of all these con people and con artists of how to speak to the public and how to get away with what they're getting away with that's why the last article that came out today about the human rights museum was written way more well, it was an editorial.
0: It was it, it was oh. not a news article, it was an editorial. Okay. Like, you know, they were but like I mean, he, these he fucking was, guys are haters, are haters. Yeah, <laughs> it was basically was that. Way
4: yeah. more blunt, way more blunt. And that's how it's exactly why I got so fired up last night, is because we've got to quit pussy footing around all this. We've got to quit sitting in our seats and figuring out oh, what's gonna go happen next? Oh, has has Cheryl been served yet? Or has no, nobody's gonna come and sue me. Nobody's gonna come and sue Peter. Well, they we. got
0: to sue me first, Cheryl, because I, I want <laughs> because on that we can still be funny, though. Right. And so um, so, someone sent me this today. I, I'm going to it's a possibility I might stop in the middle, talk some shit and then come back to it. But like it is funny if you guys remember uh, and most of the audience that wasn't in a cult until two years ago, know about the Hitler meme, you know, the uh, the from that movie where it's like a five minute clip. And they, it was been memed to death And people just put their political issue on it um, And and it's hilarious If you write it well Well, um, I would like you to feast your eyes On the following uh, and, and yeah, we'll be back in a second But uh, I'm sorry for the people that are only listening But you can imagine the Hitler meme Because you've seen it a million times As we
3: all have Hi, I'm Steve Yurko And I'm Tara Sands
1: Steiner konnte nicht genügend Kräfte für einen Angriff massieren. Der Angriff Steiner ist nicht erfolgt.
0: <laughs> David Wallace makes an appearance to some out of nowhere. <laughs>
1: so Es <funny.
4: laughs>
1: bleiben im Raum. Keitel. Jodl. Krebs. <laughs> 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 Das war ein Befehl! Der Angriff Steigers war ein Befehl! Wer sind Sie? Das hier ist Martin, die beiden Befehl durch das Leuchtturm! Ich weiß dass ich das einfach getroffen habe. Das Militär hat mich verlogen. Jeder hat mich verlogen, sogar die Össens! Die gesamte Generalität ist nicht Haufen. als ein Haufen niederträchtiger, treuloser Feiglinge! Mein Führer, ich kann nicht zulassen, dass die Soldaten, die für Sie verblieben... Gestalt Feiglinge! Verreicht ein Versager! Mein Führer, was Sie da sagen, ist ungeheuerlich! Die Generalität ist das Geschmeiß des deutschen Volkes! Sie ist ohne Ehre! Sie nennen sich Generale, weil sie Jahre auf Militärakademien zugebracht haben, nur um zu lernen, wie man Messer und Gabel hält. Jahrelang hat das Militär meine eine Aktion in der Oh mein Gott. Es hat mit jenen nur ein bisschen Widerstand in den Weg gelegt. Ich hätte Gut daran getan. Um darin alle Hörer offiziere rettetieren zu lassen, bin Stalin. All <laughs> <laughs> by
0: myself, not
1: the Ackren. i am Mit ihrem eigenen Blut wird sie bezahlen. Sie wird das in ihrem eigenen Blut. Bitte, gerne. Jetzt beruhig dich. (lacht) Meine Befehle sind in den Wind gesprochen. Es ist unmöglich, unter diesen Umständen zu führen. Es ist aus. A Greek is
3: forlorn.
1: But my glauben that I
2: We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. But it's, it's more than just illegal. They're talking about, I mean, they're talking about kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Said
3: I got a blank checkbook to find this guy, and they told me if I could find him within a month, they'll give me a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bonus.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's insane for a guy who's a nuisance. That that, that don't have
0: Okay, okay, we're just gonna that's enough of that. Um. I didn't know that David Wallace little clip. Out David Wallace is everywhere, right? Like, you, yeah. you can't escape him. He's just, like, always looking around. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm really sorry for people that are listening. Just go to YouTube, uh, Blackball with James DeFiori, and find it, um, because it's worth watching.
4: It's very it, worth watching.
0: Oh, my God. And and you know what's funny is that, like, six months ago, Cheryl, and, and you and Richard taught me this, that, because I would, like, read emails between brethren when I was first getting stuff, and I was like, guys what the fuck is with the way they talk? I, I don't understand what the fuck they're saying. Like, like, there's certain, like, nouns that I was like, what is it, like, a loca- a locality was something I had to look up. Like, I felt stupid. I was like, what the fuck is a locality? Like, I don't know what that is. So I had to look that up. And the way, Peter, even tonight, the way that you used the term, and so I was, uh, what did you say? I got shut up, and I was like, that is like shut, yeah, shut okay. up was like a phrase that kids weren't allowed to say it was like the junior of all the swear words and it wasn't even a swear word but your mom was like don't tell anyone shut up it was like no oh, that's rude and it it, it was a policy it's like an actual like doctrine of shutting up isn't there isn't it an actual doctrine
2: the, yeah there's another term typical term is confined oh so you're confined yeah so, so. it's just
0: like the slang the brethren slang was the shutting up yeah like handcuffs yeah yeah mm-hmm. well um did, I, let's go back to the legal stuff for a second the the, the whole force coercion thing because um i don't know if you got this email cheryl that uh, i uh, that we got from a mutual friend um but it was the the court document for a case in i think it was vancouver where a brethren member um, didn't want to have to pay union fees wherever they wherever they were working because it conflicted with his religious beliefs as a Plymouth Brethren person. And the court ruled that it wasn't a religious belief, it was a political belief. Mm-hmm. And they denied that person the ability to um, get out of whatever they were trying to get out of. I think it was the paying union dues or something like that. So... You know, I know it's like uh incrementalism is probably the most frustrating ism because you know you don't wanna spend forever clawing up a hill, but sometimes that's what you have to do. Are those the kind of little cases that maybe are nibbling on the edges of what we really are trying to get to the heart at?
4: Sure, Peter. Oh, Peter. oh mean,
0: okay. Either one of you, go ahead.
4: Yeah, like absolutely. But, I mean, I think these are just the little nuggets that um really speak volumes as to what's really going on in there right um, yeah i I didn't read the email i remember it did it did came it came up is that the school guard one the the- or the crossing guard one or
0: I don't remember the occupation I just remember the, yeah. the I was just just scrolled down to, to the, decision. Yeah, the, the decision yeah and the decision was just interesting like the they rejected a Plymouth Brethren Christian Church's yeah. members uh claim that they were trying to not do something because of religious beliefs and they're like, no that was like you haven't established that, that that's a religious belief so we believe it's a it's,
4: political it's good because I think so I think these these judges are starting to kind of get a little look into what this group really is and maybe not be so lenient like the one with that human rights man I would love to have her in front of me when I'm standing in that courtroom and be like yeah like she obviously hears really what this group is all about and was didn't have the wool pulled over her eyes
2: well she did for two years though yeah speaking of of union membership um, here's my certificate of exemption from union membership
4: no way
2: yeah oh, wow. do, do you remember those Cheryl
4: I no I never I was 17 when I left I never had those
2: oh, that's what yeah. I'm talking well, about though Mm-hmm. is
0: it that that's like that's what I'm talking about but the Canadian case version of that they're trying to be yeah. exempt from paying union fees because yeah. they say that being in the union is against their religious beliefs. were you able to claim it on religious beliefs though
2: yeah 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 I had to go before a trial so in New Zealand when I was youngster um yeah you had to write a letter and say you couldn't join the union because because you're a lover of the Lord Jesus and you quote some scriptures and then some of us had to go before a tribunal and Sitting in front of all these men, and actually, you know, they would fire Christians at us, and we would, yeah, and then they'd give us this little card.
0: Yeah, wow! Like, and and so, isn't that hilarious? Though, like, that's the kind of like undue power that I think religion wields in the secular world of of like society, which is not supposed to be run with any like real underpinnings of religiosity of any kind and so to to be able to like thwart something that everyone's got to do in that sense in the it's 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 economical it's certainly not religious i i can't can't think of anything that is least um relevant to a union membership than religion i i I just you know it it seemed like god was more of a socialist than a capitalist you know (laughs) he just (laughs) he hung around with 12 dudes and washed feet and fed people it didn't matter. You know, like it, it doesn't seem like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would be like, you know, blessed are the union evaders for they shall inherit the earth. Like it doesn't <laughs> feel right. Um, And well, how, well, you're still a Christian, Peter. How do you feel about the, um, the relationship between uh, religion and politics? Oh, that's is a hard one. Um, well, here, let me make it less comfortable for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: well, ask me an easier question, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because the listen, uh, we're I, I I when I come at this group in my mind, I come at it from a few different places. Um, the things that really piss me off are obviously things like the abuse and the cover up of that abuse. Um. And then the more technical thing, and the thing that I feel like we can grasp at to try to expose what this group is, is kind of all about, and why I believe they're so dangerous, is the relationship that they have with politics, is is, is the idea that, you know, this group has um, completely, you know, it, it's it's statistically impossible for one group to um, just randomly and coincidentally uh, receive so many fat government contracts simultaneously all over the commonwealth
2: yeah you i think should. i think they should, should yeah. y- keep their noses out of it and they're only doing it for for monetary gain i mean well earlier on they were trying to influence the government against um you know the, um gays and things like that um now it's a lot of it's money stuff because they, they want right-wing governments in for because they can Handle money better, I think. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. To come back to that, uh, that was one of the questions I asked them. And right, right going back earlier on, I covered this in Cheryl's podcast too, actually. But I asked them some difficult questions going back like fifteen years. Um, they were telling the media that that the uh, all the politics stuff in New Zealand had nothing to do with the government. It was just individual people in the church. Um, campaigning government and yet bruce howells came to Wellington and had a meeting in a, in a person's house with these seven campaigners they were called the secret seven by the media yeah. i don't know if you've seen the no. newspaper articles yeah no please explain it, it like, so these, uh, like
0: i've never heard it before because this sounds pretty intense
2: yeah so in uh, 2005 i think it was um these seven brothers did a secret campaign because that's what the brethren were doing back then under bruce's guidance and bruce came to Wellington. these seven brothers met in a person's house in Wellington, and then they they did all this stuff in secret and they rented houses because you've got to authorize it under an address so they rented houses for an address to use so that nobody would be able to trace it back to them but investigators in the media, you know, investigative journalists got onto it and found out who it, who it was and found out it was Brethren members. And the whole thing hit the media. And um and anyway, these these brothers agreed to have a have a meeting with the media and they told the media that it had nothing to do with Australia, in other words Bruce Hales, and it had nothing to do with the Brethren. And they were funding it themselves. And so um at the time, I was a printer and I was printing the New Zealand directory of Brethren names. And um, a couple of weeks later, um, no, if, yeah, a few weeks after this newspaper article, all the Brethren businesses were asked to subscribe to a newsletter called the SIS, which is uh, Strategic Information Services. And it was a, it was a bunch of useless information which is in the media anyway which we didn't need at all um it cost several hundred dollars a month to subscribe to and it smelt suspiciously like it was funding for this uh media for this campaigning which i think was wow. the tune of 1.2 or 1.6 million dollars so i replied to the email and said oh is this funding for the campaigning <laughs> um and I got an email back, I got an email a couple of weeks later to say, could you please give us all the files for the breven directory? Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but they didn't tell me if it was funding for the campaign, but it obviously was. Wait, was, this same, media, was this the same operation? They they were funding it themselves.
0: Was this the same operation, Peter, where they were um, basically caught uh, investigating like the prime minister's spouse? Is that the That's same That's right. Thing? It was the same wow. time, yeah. yeah Yeah, Yeah, that is crazy yeah see that's what i'm talking about you know that kind of the the incestuous relationship that the brethren have with politicians and how it enriches them like all these companies like i don't know what it was like in new zealand australia but in the uk and canada certainly a lot of these companies that secured these ppe contracts had nothing to do with that industry before the pandemic they were like in canada they were selling lubricants you know which is yeah. like which is metaphorical at least but like you know uh, the uh and there, there are all these front companies is, was it the same in australia and new zealand
2: um yeah but the funny thing about that is we we were told in australia we were told in new zealand mr bruce said don't rush into selling ppe products sort of stay out of that." and looking back on it um it was like he was saying keep the fuck out of it because my family's doing that. That's exactly what you are saying. <laughs> yeah. You
4: have to understand like Peter was still in when this was all at the beginning of COVID.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, yeah and, and then when I was on my way out, I, one of those secret seven people was one of the people that was kicking me out and I challenged him. I said, when Bruce Hales came to Wellington and you seven people meet him in that house in Wellington, did you talk about politics at all? did you talk about the campaign? Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, we take full responsibility for what we did. And I said, yeah, but did you talk about politics? And he said, we take full responsibility for what we did. Yeah, see? And yeah. I said, so you lied to the media, did you? <laughs> did you lie to the media then? And he said, I'm not going to tell you what we talked about. Wow.
4: That's the biggest <laughs> thing. They get caught in lies all the time. I'm yeah. I'm talking with um somebody very interesting right now who I'm trying to unpack all the information he's given me but I'll give you some names after James to go and investigate but this particular situation same thing infiltrated the poli- the politics so dr- drastically inside a inside a actual country that they got things taken off an essential um necessity list of what would be essential and you have to have fixed prices on Yeah, because it was part of their, yeah, you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So it's the, along with coercion control, right. We, we know we need that in, in installed somehow, somewhere, some way, but the other thing is, is how do you get, a, how do you get a church out of bed with a government, right? Like how do you do that? That's a uh, very I, huge task.
0: I think I have, um, what I would consider, uh, uh, you know, at least a, a, a step in the right direction. I talked about this with Damien Hasty because the stuff that that man has uncovered is is, is insane. Like like the, the the webs of of like companies that own these shell companies that do business like with uh, their sister organizations in Canada under the radar, no taxes, this and that, government contracts, all this stuff. And what do we see? Um, other companies um, getting raked over the coals for um, sometimes rightfully and frankly, sometimes not so rightfully when they uh, the media attaches social issues to corporations, it can sometimes be the death knell of that corporation. Like that's when they put out those slobbering apologies and they donate $20 million to an organization or whatever. Um, so it, attaching it to social issues like um, for in the brethren's case, anti-gay. You know, why would a government want to do business with a company with a string of companies that is run by people who are vehemently anti
2: gay? Mm-hmm. Anti, women they keep their mouth shut about that now. The president don't, doesn't matter. Don't. They, they, we, we all know yeah. what they
0: are. The story that just came yeah. out in Canada. Um, th- what about the anti woman angle? Why would any government want to do business with a corporation that is so demonstrably anti woman and literally oppresses them in our society by uh, from the from birth? teaching them that they're second-class citizens and all of those stupid rules that are attached to being a woman where you can't speak without permission
4: but i think you can tell that they have no
0: puerto rican chicks there because there's no way they would stand for for not being able to speak without permission and thank god for that anyway sorry go ahead the
4: thing is is though is if bruce hales is paying enough money right like if there's enough money being handed to somebody People don't care. They let their morals go out the window. I don't. Th- I,
0: I, I. I don't think the media has tried it though. That's the thing. Like, like even the CBC. Re- not even the CBC report fell flat for me on on a few in a few oh, ways. Oh,
4: one hundred percent. Yeah. And,
0: and one of those things is that any the brethren is in the news like that, the media has an opportunity to do what they would do to a corporation that like like I, I can't think of. Um, uh, one off the top of my head right now, to be honest with you, but I am certain if, as soon as I'm done this podcast, I'll think of a half dozen examples of corporations who either went under because of a social thing or took such a massive hit that their apology tour was nauseating and uh, like a year long. You know what I mean? But, but the point is, is that sponsors don't sponsor certain shows like, um, you know, like for example, the Joe Rogan show. I'm just using that as an example. It doesn't matter if you watch them or not. But, but sponsors did leave. Sponsors leave Tucker Carlson. Sponsors leave these these shows that are like vitriolic or whatever. This organization, if if branded correctly and accurately, um, I don't know how a government minister would be like, um, you know, Minister Robinson, you just gave a $228 million contract to a company that's never dealt with PPE ever and is run by people who systematically oppressed women documented um, that uh, use coercion control to keep families apart (laughs) are anti-gay demonstrably. Why would you do that? The PR would they, and the optics behind it, I think if done right, wouldn't they wouldn't be able to survive it in a lot of ways. So they would at least be able to like say, okay, they've lost their government contracts because no government wants to stand in front of a microphone. If any reporter actually showed any, ingenuity and bravery and and answer a question like that how did he answer yeah. that question what do you yeah. do defend it and then all of a sudden people are digging and and then it permeates or sorry then it snowballs and then hopefully you have something the problem is we can't get legacy media to report like that no. you know like I, I was surprised to even see the 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 story about the human rights museum uh, you know it, it just surprised me but why wasn't there a paragraph somewhere in the middle that was like the Plymouth brother christian church are uh you know known for being oppressive towards women and veh- vehemently anti-gay why was not hence why
4: they didn't want them to see the women's rights correct inside, right like, that's the, why the they want that covered
0: up if this yeah. was a christian organization that was like
3: yeah.
0: you know called the uh, you know the, Pro- the the proud brother christian group they'd be all over it
4: well <laughs> you remember you remember what David Wallace always said, if we were to hire him as a fixer, where would he go? And he said he would have went down the LGBTQ community. He said, I, that's where I would have gone. That's where I would go. And so I do hope that this opens up as a, a door of communication. I contacted um, them at a gal in Canada here. I want to sit down and talk with them. I want to I want to join teams, with, uh, to join with them in in their fight still in this. And I want to add, I want to bring in what I'm trying to do, right? And what we're all trying to do, um, because I do. I think that the more bodies and the more people that come together, this is what I was trying to say yet last night, is that the more of us that come together and stand up and start speaking, the more that that the media might get a hold of this. But right now, it's just there's just a few of us kind of mes- pesky mosquitoes flying around here. I mean, hey, I should hey, be hey. loud. Hey, well, I mean, compared to... If we had, if we had a really core group of people, you know, 500 people sitting outside protesting outside Mr. Hale or Bruce Hales's house. That's what I would do. If I was rich, I'd be in Sydney right now. I would be in Sydney and I'd be protesting out his fucking house.
0: I'll go like to I Sydney just, with you. Let's do that. I,
4: yeah. Like I, don't, hey. I just, that's where I would be. I would be outside there.
0: Someone and, finance our trip to Sydney.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's super important <laughs> the more and more people that get together, we need more Peter hearts, people who are not afraid. Like, I don't I don't care. I don't care what badge you wear, what crown you wear, whatever you wear, I will say whatever I need to say to you, to your face, if you're not doing what you said you're gonna do.
0: We also need, and I believe uh, this is true in, in modern society, anywhere corruption exists,
4: mm-hmm. we
0: need whistleblowers. Yeah. We need moles and whistleblowers. It's the only way these days to unearth anything because everything has NDAs attached to it. Everything has like, um, you know, fear attached to it. You know, and there's we need more people to be, be able to like, you know, actually do damage like when they leave. Like, like, like the drunk uncle at a wedding that knocks over the cake before he walks out. We need those guys. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> like, we need someone to knock over the cake, right? Like,
4: did you ever, did you ever have to sign an NDA, Peter? Uh no. No, you never.
2: No, but, you never,
0: but, no. no. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to say because of the lack of the end? What's the most egregious? an accurate thing that you can tell me, tell me about the Plymouth Brethren, something that I might not know. I'm sorry to put you on the spot so much, but you know.
2: Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I'll just think about it. Peter's
4: like, how much time do you have?
0: (laughs) I I just, I'm just so curious because he's just so, you you know, you were in it for so long. Like, uh, you know, I, I talked to Richard about this a few times about just the psychology of the Richard then versus the Richard now. You know, and and that um, because essentially, um, for a lot of people, the brainwash as- the brainwashed as- aspect of a person that's been in before. Do you feel like you were brainwashed, or or is that not the word that you would use?
2: Well, the thing for me is, I I had about seventeen years before I came out. I, I knew it was all bullshit, and so I had that time to get used to it. And a, okay. a lot of people that come out. Like for the first two or three years they come out, they won't talk to, anyone, to any other leavers because they, they still believe they're evil people. Whereas as soon as I was out, I was, I was ringing up people. I was, you know, right into it. Um, sure, I didn't have any friends because I, I hadn't sort of um, had other people around me. I, I lost everything except for my business, which was great. And I, I made sure I, I got an apartment in the on the Wellington waterfront in the city so there's lots of people around me because I couldn't cope with being in some flat with bush outside the window, you know. I had to have people around me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I just quickly built up a relationship of friends around me, which was easy when you go to the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people that leave, they're in a real mess because um, they, they won't reach out. They're just scared of everyone because they've been brainwashed. Where I, I had quite a while to get used to it. Um, so you say
0: that. So it was like seventeen years before you left. You were. It, what happened there? You know, what, what was there? A, was there a situation that took place? And you're like, oh my gosh! Like,
2: how did that? Work? Well, well, Bruce House came to pair about that time, and, and I thought. Yeah, he's not a man of god um he's a selfish sort of person and i, I just yeah um thought I, I don't have to believe he's a man of god everyone's saying you have to and and i, I you know in, in the other podcast i went over a, an incident where i asked him if i could build a house um because <laughs> you had to you know you weren't allowed to do anything without um well you didn't have to ask bruce i was but bit wild and I, you you weren't allowed to build houses basically, but I asked Bruce if I could build a house, um, which was a bit of a um, wild thing to do, and he said I could, Uh, it was a phone conversation, and then a few months later, um, when my house was almost finished, he was driving past my house because he was, people were showing some land that they were going to build a big church on, and someone said, oh, that's Peter Hart's house, and he said, oh, I didn't say he could build a house and um that got me into a lot of shit. and i was real pissed off with him of course over that um so yeah that was did he take it did he yeah, take yeah. your house sorry did he end up taking your house no <laughs> no oh, okay. we, we stayed in it we we kept we, yeah, we lived in it for for 12 years yeah um so yeah right early on um that sort of got me a bit offside um, yeah so so I had a long time to sort of get used to the idea that that there was holes in the bread, the whole bread and thing whereas a lot of people get kicked out unexpectedly I yeah. suppose you might say and then of course I've got to cope with the whole psychological brainwashing thing and they're in a bit of a mess did you
0: ever sort of try to figure out how much <clears throat> excuse me how much money you gave to the hierarchy
2: do you mean personally
0: yeah personally your family whatever
2: um yeah we well i i never agreed with the whole so so the care meeting thing is a once a month giving yeah which is quite heavy giving on a sunday morning at the at the lord's supper you put money into a basket and that's like well as a family you know the new zealand dollars where our dollars worth a bit less than yours but as a family we probably put we expect to put like 200 dollars in I think wow um but we didn't do that much because I disagreed with what they were spending it on um and I said I told my wife I said they uh, giving to all these dudes that don't need money and uh they're also using it for um for fighting legal stuff too which I disagreed with <laughs> um yeah so we didn't give that much we, we tended to give money away otherwise mm-hmm um but yeah i didn't give away a lot of money uh, like, to the church as such because I thought it was you know it was a waste of money you're such a you were
0: such a maverick it seems like in the last 10 15 years weren't you because you know, you're are insubordination and, and not giving money. Like, I love it. I think that you're, you said, I think you set a good example. I wonder if anybody took your lead after you left and
4: not,
2: well, it's actually, it was actually pretty stressful. I mean, I I was actually really stressed in those years because I was living a lie. I was living two lives, two lives. I was living a lie. And I, um, I, I ran a lot, um, and swam, just I had to get it out of my system. Yeah. I was pretty stressed. Um, but I also laughed through a lot of it too. A sense of humour helped a lot. And I think um, that's
4: what you still carry today is it's just that underly lying humour you have that is so admirable. Yeah, I love it.
2: Well, it, it's, it was really hard living in there, you know, knowing it's a false system and the, you know, you can't just walk out <laughs> because you leave everything behind. And that's what yeah. is so hard. You know, you, do you cut your losses and walk out and leave everything behind or do you struggle on? Yeah
4: yeah,
2: yeah I, I i i don't know i think it's admirable i think
0: i, I i'm uh and i know that it was stressful and I, i'm not trying to be, uh, downplay that part of it all but um i think the exercise the running and swimming i think you were smart you didn't in, it doesn't sound like you internalized. you you recognized in yourself that you needed to you know decompress and get something out of your system but also the decision that you made after you left to live amongst people I think you just you handled it in probably the exact way that you should yeah yeah so well i was
4: shocked when i found out you'd only been out for two years because you don't act like somebody who's just been out for two
2: years
0: imagine peter so, was a mole for the brethren and he successfully <laughs> infiltrated black i'm just kidding,
2: <laughs> just kidding. But the, well the, the president said to me you know when i was you know right in the end they said They sort of thought I'd been a traitor and been talking to outs for for a long time and, you know, been reading material. And I said, I've had nothing to do with people outside and I've been reading nothing. You know, I only just contacted the person outside. Um, Well, I just knew they were wrong because I'd read the Bible and it was was contradictory what the Bible said. Um, And I could just see through them, um, just using common sense as well. Um yeah
0: yeah, um, but listen, I think your story is amazing um, I agree with Cheryl, and I agree with uh with Jen Waddell in our comments, who said yeah. Peter is a badass, one hundred <laughs> uh, I would agree with that assessment um you, you seem unassuming, but the things that you do were uh you know i brave, even if it came out of a place of like honest frustration and anger and and a sense of a, a lack of justice still brave because you must have known deep down like you were living two lives like you said but you must have known deep down that the ending was probably going to be difficult right and and
1: yeah i think yeah. he did yeah, it right. was
2: it was sad but that i it sort of prepared for yeah yeah, yeah it was sad um, you should be like a recruiter
0: of uh what do they call people that leave deserters what do they call them like, people that don't get forced out, but just leave. What are those people called? Do they have a name, Cheryl?
4: No, I uh, leavers. I don't know.
0: Leavers. Is that what they're called? Like, they, they call them something. I can't remember. Listen, I rely on you guys for the lingo. But the, the, <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a word for it. I think it's leavers. I think it actually is leavers. But, you know, well, um, to, 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 like, recruit, like, the same way that the CIA will recruit good agents, you got to, like, recruit people that are still in. You got to find the right ones. The ones with not too much family. <laughs> Do you know what I mean in a, in a, it's, the grass is green over here mate you know like something because I don't know we're trying to be into that disruptive force um and these are the best ideas
2: I have I'll just shut up <laughs> you know, the best time to come out is well, is like a couple with with children that are you know in their teens or no older than 14 or 15 and they can just come out the kids aren't too rattled it. Right? they lose a few friends but they quickly make new friends yeah that's the best time to come out like when i came out i had married children who had spouses who wouldn't want to leave and there was no way i could leave my family but yeah. my wife was a very strong supporter of the church and I, yeah yeah i would be thinking
0: young couples with baby daughters that's what i would be thinking like 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 a six-month-old yeah. daughter and you walk up to your friend you're like wow she's beautiful too bad she's never going to amount to nothing Yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, anyways i'll see you at church you know like maybe put plant the seed i don't know i just i feel so bad for those people i really do i feel bad for richard who hasn't seen his children you know um i'm glad he's uh he's got a new bundle of joy she's so cute oh my gosh
4: the people are really talking in there though right there there's the it's being really stirred up in there and people are talking i think it's just a matter of time before people start finding each other in there and creating their own little teams on leaving. I mean, a lot of people want to leave with their businesses intact, right? Especially if you yeah. have a business. And that's very hard to do in there. Like in Peter's case, like that's that's huge to be able to leave and keep your business with you. Mm-hmm. But not everybody is, is that um, it has the ability to do that. So I do think they really rely, the emails that I get, people really rely on what we're doing out here to create this runway for them to be able to get out. And so I always am sitting there with this intention of like, how, how do we do that, right? That's where the coercion control law comes in. Um, we, have to, we have to find a way to have these different runways out so that people can leave with their families intact, their businesses intact.
2: Yeah, well, the okay. businesses are so intertwined. And that's and another right. thing that Bruce Hales has done. Is he's, he's brought in multiple ownership of businesses and he said businesses combine he said you know like three separate businesses he said directors from all the businesses have part ownership in all the other businesses it's like the so the businesses are all tangled up in multiple ownership i mean that's just made it so hard and of course all the families are intermarried and it's just a, it's such a mess. And I, I know there's, I'm sure there's people that would love to leave, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's it's a bit bag. There's people that don't have a clue what's going on, they're just happy in there. And there's other people that that would love to leave, I'm sure. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
4: Bruce has very strong supporters. And he's also got those that see right through him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's scary. It's like, um, and i swear i'm not i'm not trying to use this analogy but you know like in in germany in like the 30s um people would pretend that they were supporters of of the nazis because they were afraid of what might happen to them if they said out loud no i think Hitler's a crazy person or whatever you know like
2: well that, that's they, just suicidal i mean you can't even tell your wife you think he's a crazy person yeah because she would she would report you well i don't yeah. I, I wouldn't tell my
0: wife anything anyways she's <laughs> <laughs> um, i haven't done a white choke in a while um we we have to split but um listen peter you can come back anytime uh honestly um
2: yeah well that's right i'm I sorry support. Yeah, please yeah, explain what this is.
0: this is how we'll wrap here because uh you did send me this it's pretty compelling but i want you to explain it because i'll butcher it if you could
2: yeah so so one of the things i said to them at the end um as i challenged them about um the court cases, I found out that they were taking two prisoners to court. One of them was Braden Simmons, the other was um, Peter Harrison who was an old man. He was 83 and I found out they were taken to court and I was really annoyed about this. Um, I thought it was so cruel. So I sent a, an email to um, Dean Howells, Bruce's son, because I thought, well, he's going to shut up to his dad and um, also Cater Paul, who's the like the two I see to Bruce Hales in New Zealand for UBT, and also a couple of um, men in Wellington brothers, we call them. I sent it straight after the Lord's Supper on Sunday morning, sort of for out of the fact. And I got a this reply from Caleb Paul, who says, "Hello, Peter. Sorry for the that I reply." you made a comment in your email about the PVCC suing ex-members. I am personally not aware of this happening. Can you please elaborate a bit more? Um, so I do he was just lying through his teeth. Yeah. Um, and there's another email there um, from the brethren, from PVCC lawyers, um, which I wasn't aware of just a few months earlier. Um, to Peter Harrison um, telling him he had to to give up some stuff or they would, um, the PBCC reserves the right, all of its rights against you. So theory was lying through his teeth. But the, the other interesting thing was um, you know, we had a few exchanges between Caleb Hall and myself and there was a bit of a gap between the exchanges. Um, I thought at the time he's probably getting Instructions from Sydney um, as to what to say to me. So they were obviously telling me what to say. Yeah, yeah. So they, so they, so there you go. Just they just they lie. speak in, in very P-
0: they speak in very PR type lingo. You know, like they and they have a like it's like lawyers in public relations firm had a baby who really liked Jesus. It would be those guys, right? Like because they, they nothing that they said first, nothing that they say first of all is true. And everything is about uh, confidentiality to protect themselves and the crimes that they commit.
2: Yeah, so, so they were taking these these ex brethren to, to court and it was totally hidden from the brethren. The, the only way I found out about it is because I contacted the person who no longer was in fellowship and they told me about it. And, and so I just hit the brethren with this and said, I totally disagree with it. Why are you doing it? Especially an 83-year-old man. Right, um, yeah. and they were, they were really cross me and they tried to lie about it and say it wasn't even happening. Um,
4: you know, my my oldest sister told me back in the spring when I contacted her, um, about this, she about stuff. She told me, she said, I have to tell you, Cheryl, that um, there's a lot of lies that are out there 99 or a lot of things that are said out there, and 99.9% of them are the lies. And so, we'll end this show today, and I'm going to tell the PBCC that you know what, we are the truth. You are the 99.9% lies.
2: Well, that's what I was told in there. I was told all the time. Oh, oh it's all lies. I, I don't all know how many times to I've told lie. that. It's all lies. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, yeah, yeah, I don't find lies out here. Lies out here.
4: No, there, there's just one lie after another, after another, after another.
2: Yeah.
0: They, yeah. That's what I mean. They confess all the time in, in how they speak, it, whether it's Bruce Hales or just the way that the elders speak it's all lies they might as well like everything they say can be applied to them and that's really truly what narcissism is yeah it, 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 they often narcissists always do that they they accuse others of doing the things that they embody yeah. not just the things yeah. that they do but the things that really help define them is often what they get that's bruce hales warning people about con men that's yeah. bruce hales using a metaphor about like what, do you think that there's anybody in the world where boatfuls of money just comes and lands on their lap? Well, yeah, fuckface, you. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like you, You're you the guy in the Zacchaeus parable, you idiot. Like, you know, like things just come to you. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and you don't give to the poor um, you, it, because you are the poor in every analogy that you talk about. It, it is so interesting and horrible uh, you know and and i think you know that we we should maybe do a show on that on just the language and how language is used by elders and bruce hales and how it's really just one big confessional (laughs) really is um listen we have to go but um peter was again it was great meeting you you can come back anytime no problem please um I'll, i'll give you questions that are really difficult in advance so you can not provide dead air again like you did tonight. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I know. I, I really appreciate the time and uh, Cheryl. Uh, as always, you're like a sister now, so you can come back I know. And as well. I appreciate both of you for for coming tonight, and thank you very
4: much. Thanks, James. Yeah, thank you. Take Thanks. care. Bye
0: bye. Bye. I know. I know. I was a little giddy. Smoked a joint. Meandered a few times. I get it. But fuck you, it's the Christmas holidays. And um and and you know, I can't always frame the brethren stuff in in the dark way, you know? There there's a time and place for to to not crack jokes, and obviously there's a time and place to not meander. <laughs> but um yeah, I had fun doing it. And Peter's such an interesting cat and uh and I love Cheryl so much that um that yeah, tonight I just had a good time. It was that Hitler thing. That Hitler meme just it changed my entire mood. I had just just come back from a Christmas concert uh for my kids. And uh they are grade 3 and grade 1. And um you know, that was a uh, you know, it was what it was. just it was a bunch of really badly uh organized kids tripping over themselves and being cute and stuff so that was fun and then i come home and i'm like okay i'm gonna do a podcast and it's gonna be with peter okay you know i was was feeling good about it but i was like and then someone else sent me that hitler meme thing and i just died laughing so i decided instead of it being like tell me about when the brainwashed peter finally was excommunicated from the cult how did you feel peter i didn't want it to be like that <laughs> so i smoked a joint and uh and i regret nothing and even this meandering screen i don't regret shit. you guys are still listening to it it must be at least mildly entertaining i don't know what shows i have going on this week except for casual fridays which i'm really looking forward to and if there's anybody in the comments that wants to be on the show you're on we'll see you next time on blackball Bolt.
1: blackball Bolt.